So many people reach me because they find one of my videos on YouTube on spirituality and something clicks with them. Without knowing it, they're actually going through a spiritual awakening and then they want to learn a lot more. Hey Christina, what's spirituality? And is it different from religion? And how do you even become a spiritual person? We'll be answering these questions in this video. And also I'm going to share the nine incredible traits that you can cultivate to become a spiritual badass today. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the Heart Alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you get notified as soon as I publish new content. All right, let's get straight away to this video. Here's what we're gonna cover today. In part one, we're going to go over what spirituality is. Then in part two, we're going to discover the difference between spirituality and religion. And then in part three, and most important part of the video, I'm going to share nine core traits that you can cultivate to become a spiritual badass. All right, on to part one. What is spirituality? Spirituality is just the direct experience of something beyond your five senses or something beyond the ordinary world. That's really the gist of what spirituality is. It's the direct experience of non-ordinary states of consciousness. Now I'm going to bring, uh, I'm going to bring uh, author Sam Harrison, neuroscientist Sam Harrison, because he's got a really interesting passage in his book, Waking Up. Um, here's the book, Waking Up. So I'm going to leave a description. I'm going to leave a link to this book in the description if you want to read it. So the reason that I'm bringing Sam Harris is because he's an interesting character. He's an atheist actually, but he wrote a book on spirituality. <laughs> and so the reason I'm bringing this book in is it, it's going to already give you an indication of how different spirituality is from religion. But listen to what Sam Harris has to say in this passage. We seem to do little more than lurch between wanting and not wanting. Thus the question naturally arises, is there more to life than this? Might it be possible to feel much better in every sense of better than one tends to feel? Is it possible to find lasting fulfillment despite the inevitability of change? Spiritual life begins with a suspicion that the answer to such questions could well be a yes. And a true spiritual practitioner is someone who has discovered that it is possible to be at ease in the world for no reason, if only for a few moments at a time, and such ease is synonymous with transcending the apparent boundaries of the self. So there's a little taste of Sam Harris and what he has to say about spirituality and I couldn't agree more. I disagree with him on other areas. I'm not an atheist, obviously, but I love Sam Harris's take here on spirituality. And if you wanna read more, the, his book is in the description box below. All right, on to part number two, and that is the difference between spirituality and religion. So I, I get a little upset sometimes, not upset, but sometimes I, I get a little bothered because when I talk about being a spiritual person, a lot of times people assume that I'm religious. <laughs> and so it's really important for us to make a distinction between spirituality and religion because it's like night and day really. And so I'm going to give a little comparison of spirituality and religion to help you. You can be spiritual without being religious. There are a lot of religious people too, actually an increasing number of religious people that are becoming spiritual. But again, these two things aren't synonymous. So we need to separate them 
and figure out which is which. And the reason that this is really important is because so many of us are waking up around the world and yet we only have templates for religion. So we basically think that when we start waking up, we can get really confused because we may not be into religion at all, but we may be looking for an alternate way to see the world. And that's where spirituality comes in. So again, you can be spiritual without being religious. So I'm gonna go over some of the top differences between spirituality and religion to help you kind of see where you fit in. So the first of uh, the first one is that spirituality is very inward focused. Okay. So spirituality goes from the inside out. All right. And spirituality develops with really no set of rules. It's based on direct experience, your direct experience of the cosmos of the universe of God. If you're, if you're a spiritual person that believes in God a little bit different than Sam Harris, but all of this experience, the direct experience that you are going through, it's inward focus. It's from the inward out. Okay. With no set of rules, you're pretty much the person that sets the rules when it comes to spirituality, because you're setting your own rules. Religion is very different. So religion has an outward focus in. So religion comes from the outside in. And the reason that it does that is because religion is really based on a set of rules. It's, it's really based based on rules that are developed by other people or by scriptures or by books that were written by people. And so what ends up happening is when you are religious, you're taking the, the truths or you're taking information from others, either in the form of a priest and imam, uh, a scripture, whatever it is, you're taking information from the outside and you're bringing it in. So religion, very frequently comes from the outside in and it has specific sets of rules, especially, you know, different religions have specific, uh, different sets of rules. So again, religion has rules. Spirituality does not. Spirituality is very based on individual experience. Okay. So those are, those are the first, the, the first couple of differences. Another difference is that spirituality is not based on faith. <laughs> and this may seem a little bit weird, but spirituality, because it's inward focused and because it's reliant on direct, my direct experience of non-ordinary states of consciousness or my direct experience of God or my direct experience of angels, of, of, you know, mental silence, mental stillness, whatever you want to call it, but it's my direct experience of that reality. I don't need faith, <laughs> right? Because direct experience transcends faith. I don't need faith if I have direct experience of the very things that other people may have to believe in or may have to have faith in. All right. This is very different from religion. Religion really does rely on faith because a lot of times people who belong to religious institutions, because they're experiencing the universe or God from the outside in, uh, they're experiencing a God that was described to them in an old book. And they're taking that description of God as their own because it's outward in this relies on a lot of faith because a lot of times religious people may not have direct experience of the very states of consciousness that spiritual people do. Sometimes they do. There are a lot more religious people waking up to spirituality, but up until very recently, spirituality and religion were very divided on this and that a religious person had to rely on faith. Whereas a spiritual person doesn't need faith at all because they have direct experience of the very states of non-ordinary consciousness that mystics, that all of the great masters of the world had. 
And the last difference that I really want to stress here is that spirituality is based on personal sovereignty. This is so important. This is such an important one for me. So spirituality is based on personal sovereignty. That means that because you are relying on what's in your heart, because you're not following a set of rules that any religion has established or any organization has established, you are standing on your own two feet and you are having direct experience with God, with angels, with whatever you want to call it, with the universe, with a tree. If you're an atheist, it doesn't matter but you are relying on that direct, very individual experience. It's just you and God, or you and a tree, or you and nature, okay? So it relies on that direct experience, and that means that I am sovereign. I stand on my own two feet, and I experience that. Nobody's telling me how to experience that, all right? And so, so spirituality relies very, very strongly on personal sovereignty. Religion does not. Religion is actually the other way around. Religion has been established really to take people out of their sovereignty. So if there, if people were really in their full sovereignty, they probably wouldn't belong to religions, especially the more fundamentalist ones. Because what religion does is it sets those rules that are really strong, sometimes rules that are completely outdated, and it doesn't really matter, but those rules on how I should behave, what I should do, how I should live my life, all of these rules, all of these commandments, it takes away my sovereignty as a human being. And so what religion expects is that you walk around like a sheep in a herd. <laughs> spirituality, not so. In spirituality, you are the person that takes care of all the sheep, all right? So you are the herdsman. You are not the sheep. You're not a flock of sheep. You're not, you are autonomous human being in your own intelligence and in your own divine power. Religion does not uh, allow you to stay in that sovereignty because if you start to stand on your own feet, if you start to have direct experience with God, what if your direct experience is completely different from what you know scriptures are telling you or from what your priest is telling you or from what your rabbi is telling you? If, if that happens, you are to release your opinion and you are to rely on the authority within religious structures, all right? So you see, you see how religion is set up to sort of take you out of your sovereignty? Not so with spirituality. With spirituality, you stand on your own two feet. You may follow videos, you may watch my videos, you may watch the videos of a bunch of different people, a bunch of different spiritual teachers, but those videos in no way are telling you what to do. And they're not telling you you're going to hell if you don't do this or that or the other, you see? So it's very, very different. Uh, and so this is, this is one that I really want to stress because this is happening to more and more people. In fact, I'm having more religious people reach me every single day saying that they are in fact awakening to their own personal power and to their own sovereignty. And they're finding out that God is not at all as religions say he or she is. Okay. And it, why is it? It's because a lot of religious people are becoming spiritual. And so they're starting to have direct experience of source energy, of creative energy of the universe. And they're realizing that a lot of things that they were taught within religious organizations isn't true at all. And it's not based on love. So that's the last difference that I wanted to talk to you about. And hopefully this will help you kind of locate yourself and it'll help you give you an understanding, especially if you're new to spirituality and you're really kind of anti-religion, you'll now be able to understand that you can in fact be religious. I mean, spiritual without being religious, they are two separate things. And you can see where you position yourself and where you want to position yourself really. 
All right, on to part number three. Now that we know the difference between spirituality and religion, I want to share the nine core traits of a spiritual badass so you can start to cultivate these traits and come into this beautiful, beautiful spiritual badass that you are. It's in you, it's in you. <laughs> okay, so here are the nine core traits. The first one is a spiritual badass has a beginner's mind. <laughs> okay, so what does this mean? What's a beginner's mind? Beginner's mind is a term that's used a lot in Buddhism. And what beginner's mind is, is it's this ability to constantly see life and things almost for the first time every single time. <laughs> now this may seem like it's an easy trait, but it's really not because our brains are kind of made to see things repeatedly. And as soon as they get repeated, it's sort of like a, makes this little kind of automated programming going on in your mind. And you just keep thinking the same thing over and over and over again. So to have this beginner's mind, this really requires a lot of awareness to be able to do this. All right. And the beginner's mind really is when you are just able to constantly learn new things, to constantly see the world as if for the first time. So you're very flexible. You, you don't really hold on to beliefs. You don't hold on to your ego identity anymore. You kind of hold it really lightly. So you don't really hold on strongly to any certainties. You just kind of, you have a beginner's mind. You're always willing to learn new things, <laughs> always willing to learn new things. You see, if you ever meet a so-called spiritual person that thinks they know everything, <laughs> they're not a spiritual badass <laughs> because they're missing this key characteristic. The beginner's mind is essential. Okay. So never lose this characteristic, no matter how old you are, no matter what kind of expert you think you are, no matter how good at life you think you are. Always remember in the back of your mind to cultivate this beautiful openness and curiosity to learn new things, to see things differently, to not hold on to beliefs or certainties, to just everything lightly, everything lightly and everything open, because that's how you cultivate this beginner's mind. And this is the first key core trait of a spiritual badass. The second core trait of a spiritual badass is that a spiritual badass is very curious about life. So curious about life. They have this beautiful open curiosity. This is very similar to the first characteristic. Um, and what this one means is that you're basically constantly asking questions. You're constantly looking for new things, for different things. You're constantly asking questions. You have no certainties, not a lot of beliefs. You're just kind of open to everything. And what we find is that as people really go along their spiritual path and become more in the, come more in their mastery as a spiritual being, they actually become almost like it's almost like they age backwards. <laughs> they have this sense of wonder. They know they have no certainties and they are just completely open. The more mature they are on their spiritual path, the less they say they know. <laughs> this may seem like a paradox, right? How do you mature? But then you think, you know, less well, 
It's because the spiritual badass is so open and so curious about life that they really don't take life that seriously. They're so, they're just so, their curiosity never stops, okay? And, and you'll see this in great spiritual masters where they become almost childlike in their behavior. The Dalai Lama is, is one of them that has this energy, this childlike energy. No matter how much the Dalai Lama knows, no matter how much he's studied across decades and decades, when you, when you listen to him speak, Speak, he speaks with this childlike wonder and he speaks with this he's very curious about the world all the time okay so that's a great image of, of what it means this is the second trait of a spiritual badass is this just this open curiosity about the world core trait number three is that a spiritual badass surrenders to life <laughs> I talk about this a lot in my videos so I'm probably a broken record when it comes to this but surrender is a key trait on the spiritual spiritual path. It's so key. And the spiritual badass knows how to do this. Okay. So no matter what life throws at a spiritual badass, they always say yes. <laughs> they always say yes. If God says jump, they jump. <laughs> if God says swim, they swim, whatever it is, they do it. They keep surrendering to life. They keep saying yes to life. Now, they keep doing this and they keep surrendering even through extreme difficulties sometimes, okay? This happened in my life and it happens in the life of so many people that I work with. We have to learn how to surrender through the difficulties and the challenges of life. And so what ends up happening with the spiritual badass is very different from a person who's not spiritual or a person who's unawakened. So what happens with a person who's unawakened is the challenges and difficulties, the pains of life will end up making them, they'll become hardened, they'll become cynical, they become closed down. The spiritual badass is the other way around. So they surrender into everything, meaning that whatever challenge, whatever pain comes into their life, they surrender into it. And instead of become, uh, becoming hardened and cynical about life, they become more open, more tender, and more loving right through every single challenge and every single pain. Okay. So this, this radical surrender, it's really what a spiritual badass does really well. Radical surrender is just knowing that I'm taken care of, that I'm loved, that I'm so honored, that the universe loves me, that I live in a benevolent universe and I surrender to it every single day. Core trait number four is that a spiritual badass values direct experience above all. <laughs> so I talked about this already in this video. A spiritual badass really is focused on direct experience of life, of the universe, of God, of nature, of whatever it is. They rely on direct experience. They won't take anyone else's word for it. They have to feel it or experience it themselves. All right. So that's a, that's a key, key core characteristic of a, of a spiritual badass. They may listen to others. They may watch videos. They may have, you know, a master or a coach or whatever that helps them through. But at the end of the day, the spiritual uh, badass will always end up relying to their own internal compass. And it doesn't matter if they have a bazillion people around them. It doesn't matter if they have a coach or whatever, the coach or the teachers can help them. But at the end of the day, they still rely very strongly on their own internal compass and on, on their own uh, direct experience. Okay. So that's a very, very key for the spiritual badass is this ability to just directly experience all these 
these non-ordinary states of consciousness to directly experience God or love or source or connectedness or oneness, whatever you want to call it, all right? So spiritual badass relies on direct experience. Core trait number five is that the spiritual badass is courageous. <laughs> so courage is courage is essential because again, you know, if the universe says jump, the spiritual badass will jump. Uh, even if they don't know what the heck awaits them, they will jump. They go through, if something comes to them, if a challenge comes to them, they go right through it. Even if they are scared shitless, they still do it. So if they have pain to process, the spiritual badass says, yep, let's do it. If they encounter a very difficult situation in their lives, they say, yep, I'm going to go right through this. If they encounter emotional turmoil within them, they won't run away. They won't go on a shopping spree. They won't go have sex with a random person. They won't go drinking all of these different escape mechanisms that we've all developed. The spiritual badass doesn't do this. They go right inside and they say, I'm going to heal this. I'm going to work on this. And it takes a tremendous amount of courage to be able to do this type of work. And the spiritual badass is so, so courageous. They're courageous. A lot of times they develop this trait over a long period of time, sometimes through extreme difficulties. This is true. Uh, sometimes they're just born courageous, but a lot of times they develop this trait through training and through mindfulness and learning how to go with life. All right. So there is core trait number five. Be courageous. Speaking of being courageous, if you're interested in what that kind of looks like and how that's, that's developed, um, check out this video here. Uh, I did on what a spiritual awakening really looks like. I really shared, uh, you know, uh, parts of my own life and parts of the lives of clients that I work with. So if you're interested in going into that and learning more deeply, what a spiritual awakening really looks like, I'll leave a link to the, in the description box below for that video. Core trait number six is that the spiritual badass is self-aware. <laughs> okay. So the spiritual badass is someone who, when anything happens in their outside world, they're very aware to go right within. They don't distract themselves too long here in the outside world because they're very self-aware. They're self-aware of their emotions. They're self-aware of the things that need to heal. They're self-aware of the things they need to express. They're self-aware of, of any pain or trauma that's coming up. And they become more and more self-aware as they get good at practicing their healing skills, their mindfulness skills. So the spiritual badass is very self-aware. They will not point fingers to the outside. <laughs> so you won't hear a spiritual badass say, you know, I'm like this because my mother or my father made me this way. You will not hear these words <laughs> or I did this because my husband was horrible to me. You see finger pointing spiritual badass does not finger point spiritual badass goes through life always with their vision inward, being very aware that life is a mirror, that life is based on resonance and they go right through their difficulties one day at a time. If challenges come up, they go through those challenges, but they do that with a lot of self-awareness, knowing that their lives are co-created by them, not by, they're not some random victim of the universe. Okay. So the spiritual badass is very self-aware. Core trait number seven is that a spiritual badass is extremely resilient. <laughs> so yes, a spiritual badass, I mean, resilience is the ability. Let me just define resilience in case you don't know what it is. Resilience is the ability that we have to bounce back up 
when we go through difficult challenges, okay? It's our ability to bounce back from a difficult situation. That's what resilience is. And spiritual badasses have just an unlimited amount of resilience because a lot of times spiritual badasses have been through some pretty difficult challenges in their lives and they just learn how to keep chugging along. If they fall down, maybe they stand down for five minutes, maybe they stay down for a week, it doesn't matter, but they always get back up again, <laughs> okay? That's resilience. And so the spiritual badass is extremely resilient. They're courageous, they got all those other characteristics going, but if, if they were courageous without resilience, it wouldn't do them any good, right? Because if you're not resilient, when, when something happens in your life, you just fall down and you stay down. <laughs> and if you stay down, you can't develop the characteristics that then help your soul mature. You're just, you just kind of, you just kind of fall like a lump of coal. <laughs> so the spiritual badass doesn't do this. They fall down, they get up. They fall down, they get up. And every time, this is another characteristic that goes along with being resilient. Every single time the spiritual badass gets up after falling down, they get up and then they start taking notes. <laughs> they start taking notes on the lessons that they've learned from this fall. Not only the lessons that they've learned so that they can apply to their own life, but the lessons that they've learned so now they can help others so they don't have to go through the same difficulties they did, all right? So the spiritual badass is very good. They're very resilient, but they're also very good at taking the falls of life and turning it into just this amazing ability to help themselves and help others avoid the same, the kind of the same pitfalls of life. Core trait number eight is that the spiritual badass is self-loving. <laughs> So a spiritual badass has such tender love and compassion for themselves. They, they have a lot of compassion for the road that they've walked, for their journey. Um, they have so much compassion for all of the difficult things that happened in their lives. They're non-judgmental about themselves. Uh, they, they may have an inner critic because I think pretty much everyone has an inner critic a little bit, but they don't let the inner critic or the ego take over with any negative self-talk. They are just so very tender and loving. And at the end of the day, they know that they are so valuable. They know that they are so unique and they know that they are irreplaceable in the eyes of God. They know that and they live that. And this self-love, this self-love is so powerful. It's, it's actually the core of their power is self-love because the more that they come in to this understanding and the, to this feeling, the more that they feel about themselves the way Creator feels about them, <laughs> the more they stream through this love of creator that's palpable to everyone around them. So a spiritual badass is just, they will not push themselves down. I mean, there's already enough things going on in life, right? We already have enough challenges and enough difficulties in our own lives. Why would we push ourselves down? <laughs> Cause that would just, that would make no sense. And the spiritual badass has mastered this ability to be so tender and so self-loving, to be their own champion, to be their own soulmate. <laughs> the, the, the spiritual badass is amazing at this, and then they hold that self-love and they mirror it back to others. So you know when you're around someone that's very self-loving, because when you're around them, you can see that love mirrored back to you, and it's a very beautiful feeling. Core trait number nine is that the spiritual badass is empowered. <laughs> 
And what this means is that, you know, the spiritual badass has just been through a lot in their lives, right? They've been through a lot. They have that resilience. They have that courage. They just keep going. If they fall down, they get back up. And so they basically go through life almost like a runner trains for a marathon. <laughs> they keep training and they keep training. And, and as they play, as they heal, as they work with life, as they work with God, as they work with their souls, they come more into their power. They stand taller with their chest out a little bit more each day. And, and as they work with life and all of the challenges, they come more into their power. They're self-loving, like I said before. And so that self-love helps propel them into this power and they live life in this powered sovereign state. I've talked about sovereignty already too. And so you can, you can, you can just see or feel a spiritual badass from a mile away because their power travels. <laughs> it travels. They don't even have to open their mouths. You know that that person is really powerful. You know, they are standing in their power even without them opening their mouths. Okay. And so the spiritual badass has really come into their power. They've come into their sovereignty. They love themselves and they love others and they love the, the universe and they stand in their power. They are no longer afraid of who they are. They make no apologies. They do not apologize for who they are. They don't try to box themselves into what other people want them to be. Nope. They're done with all that. They stand in their power. They stand in the power of who they are and they live that way. And you can feel that power from a mile away. Now I want to hear from you. What core trait of a spiritual badass did you resonate with the most in this video? Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website and take my heart quiz to find out if your heart's blocked. And don't forget this video that I curated for you about what a spiritual awakening really looks like. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I am out.